Hey there, and welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. And now for the woman who can't wait to know just a little bit more about you, Rochelle Condi now. To the women listening, there are so many fears we can be struggling with as women, thinking we're not good enough, feeling less than, plagued by self-doubt, and not knowing how to step forward with courage. Consider UI Coaching to learn the strategies to take your life into the next chapter with confidence. Reach out through our website and become more of who you already are. Now, on with the show. What happens when you don't want the change that's coming? That's how it was for Aubrey Lease. Her husband of 10 years wanted out of the marriage, but she didn't. She fought the good fight for the sake of the three daughters to no avail. Aubrey has had to gather strength she didn't know she had to navigate the biggest change so far, and with three impressionable girls watching. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Aubrey. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm I'm really been excited about this. And I I have to tell the listener that I've known you for a very long time. And it and it occurred to me, why on earth have I not asked Aubrey to be a guest? So now Aubrey is officially a guest. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> is there anything you want the listeners to know before we get started? Um other than the fact that we'll talk a little bit about it, but I am okay. a a single mother of three and learning how to rock the world in San Diego. And that's about, <laughs> that's about it. Oh, I love that though. Learning how to rock the world in San Diego. I, I think that is such a fun way to look at uh, all that's going on. Yeah, it's fun. I'm trying to keep the fun in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, so let's get to know you a little bit. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Um, I think strong, compassionate, and at times overzealous. I think those would be three like decent descriptors to give you a picture of what you're about to dive into. Okay. Overzealous. (laughs) That's fascinating. We're going to come back to that. I think as we talk, well, that, that may become apparent, but I, I don't know that I would have, I would not have thought of that word to use for you, but that's interesting. Two truths and a lie. And I know you know how to play this. So tell me your three things. Alrighty. So two truths and a lie. We're going to go with I sang the national anthem at an NBA game. Um, I have dual citizenship in the U.S. and Canada. And I have eight tattoos. 
And listeners, well as I know, Aubrey, that this, you know, some of this could be quite new. It was it seven tattoos? And of course, that's great because it's got it. We've got a number there, which is always a good it's, one. It's it's oh, eight tattoos. Oh, oh, so it's eight, eight, yep. eight tattoos. That is what I stated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what you stated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, kind of looking at this, you sang the national anthem. I know you've done that, and I know you have an amazing voice. I just don't know if it was at an NBA game. So. We'll kind of set that one aside. Dual dual citizenship in Canada. This would be Mm -hmm. the first I'm hearing of this, but I feel like it's entirely possible. Eight tattoos. I know you have some tattoos, but I don't know the number. So you know what? I'm, oh gosh. (laughs) I wanted to make it nice and tricky for you. You did. This is such a good challenge. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. You know, uh, so, ooh, ooh. Mm, mm, mm. okay, I, I got to make a decision. I got to do it here. So we're going to go with the dual citizenship in Canada as the lie. You are correct. Oh, you my. are correct. <laughs> well done. Yes, it was an NBA game. Oh, my gosh. And um, wow. And I have eight tattoos as of now. See me Saturday and I've got the appointment for the ninth. Oh my goodness. Okay. So let's, let's kind of chat about this. So NBA. So was that here local or in another city or town or where was that at? It wasn't. We actually, um, it was kind of a fun adventure, but it was a surprise for my, um, husband, ex-husband. Um, and we, he was a huge NBA fan. That was not my bag at all. Um, but I knew what his teams were. And so for Christmas, two years ago, I decided that we should go be a game. And so I chose both. I chose the two teams that he followed the most, Oh my! Gosh. which is the um, Timberwolves and the Trailblazers. <laughs> and so, and the Trailblazers are out of Portland. And so I thought, let's go to Portland for a few days, see an NBA game. It was his first NBA game live ever. And, um, and so I put all that together and about a month before Christmas, I thought, you know, it would be even crazier. What if I figured out how to audition to sing the national anthem and like, Oh my goodness. Surprise everybody. Um, and so I Googled it and figured it out for the trailblazers and got in touch with their like media coordinator and, um, sent in my audition. And he was like, done when you want to do it. And I was like, well, I don't live locally. This is the only game I have tickets to. So we're doing that one. And he was like, okay. And that was that. How fun is that story? Oh my goodness. Well, it was kind of one of those quote unquote meant to be sort of situations where you came up with this really thoughtful gift and then the way to make it even more special. That is, I don't know if that's overzealous or not, but I really like it. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like the 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 overzealous piece is that like yeah if I'm gonna do something I'm gonna get all the way in it and sometimes it like <laughs> comes off a little too much for people this one was a perfect balance it was good oh, it was that gosh how and, incredible and the national anthem piece allowed him he got to be on the court for a couple hours during warm-ups because we had to be there to do a sound check and do all that so it was I couldn't have even planned it to be oh my gosh. that good and I really couldn't good. think of a harder song to sing because of that the rockets red blair part where you have to go so high that is just insane that is yeah it was so wild it was a lot of practice there were a lot of showers a lot of shower prep before (laughs) before i went out there and i was like all right well 
shower head seems to think we're ready. Okay. That was about all I had is good for you. Okay, good. and your your eight tattoos. Yes. Okay, so you're almost going to have a ninth. And so tell me about your love for tattoos, because I find that fascinating. I, I mean, I have no strong feelings one way or the other. So, well, the people that have gotten tattoos that, you know, multiple tattoos, there is kind of this thought that it's addicting, right? Like usually you start small and that you want to go bigger and bigger as you go. Um, At least from who I've spoken to in the realm of having tattoos. Um, And for me, I honestly started as a rebellion thing. I got my (laughs) first tattoo when I was 17. I was not legal to be getting a tattoo. I had to hide it from my parents, right? My mother found it right before I turned 18. In fact, I think the day after I got the tattoo, maybe that night, I went out to dinner with Sean. Oh my gosh. And uh, and it was like this big, like, I wasn't supposed to get this, you know? And, um, and so, and that was, that was a cross that a friend of mine designed. And so that was kind of how I wanted to start my, artistic journey, if you will, is that <laughs> I, I, I really like having my friends be the one whose art I've got right, um, and have it be something meaningful. So it's become really cool that my tattoo artist is a friend and I knew him as an assistant in my classroom before he went full-time into tattooing. Wow. Um, so now everything he designs is technically a friend designing my tattoos. So it works oh. for me, but, um, but yeah, so I do, I have some of the pieces are ones that like are just meaningful for me, but I actually do have five of my eight. Is that true? One, two, three, four, five. Five of my eight are matching with someone. So okay. All I right. that'll and we'll talk a little bit about this. I know we'll dive in there, but um people are such a huge piece of my life. I'm not right. someone who likes to do life alone in any way, shape, or form. Um and being partnered with them and having special connections with individual people for a variety of reasons is important to me. Mm. Um, And so I've got a bunch of art that is also connecting me to people, um, which in some ways is going to end up not being a super fun part of my story as we'll talk a little bit, but some of the (laughs) other ones are not uh, attached to a a love interest so right they work. right well yes yes absolutely well I'm looking forward to coming back to that one of your favorite movies of all time oh man I, you know I had a really really hard time with this one um just because I, like there's so many there are so many genres that I appreciate for a variety of reasons and right, literally right. At, on any given day I could be yes like balls to the wall on some thing right like there's and um I really had to go back and go all right favorite movies of all times I would say that it has to be something that I would be willing to watch repeatedly right right like so it can't like a favorite needs to be like I'm not gonna burn out on that right so sometimes like certain physical comedy humor and that kind of stuff like I can burn out a little bit but what I don't ever burn out on is musical theater like it's yes. just something that like is so <laughs> huge for me. And so I don't know if you would call it specifically a movie. I'm calling it a movie because they there was a movie of it, right? So newsies, right? They okay, did, they sure. did the film. They absolutely but did. But my favorite thing to watch that I could watch on repeat is 
when they filmed the Broadway version of it with Jeremy Jordan as oh. Jack. That okay. was um that was it. Like that Ooh. I could watch that on repeat. My poor children have a couple of pieces of vocabulary <laughs> that I wish they didn't have because we watched that, that movie on repeat. Um and so I would say that's that's where I'm gonna go with just because it doesn't burn out for me. Right. And, you, you know, the music for that is so beautiful. And I think in some ways underappreciated. I mean, I remember taking yes. Sean, we're we're talking about Sean, so new listener, that's Sean. Um, my son, uh, who grew up with Aubrey, who is our guest today, and I took him to Newsies when it first the very you know, the, the Disney movie when it first came out. You know, back in the theaters, whenever whatever year that was, back before we knew who Christian Bale was, because Christian Bale is in that movie, and yep. the songs really are exquisite. They're so beautiful and powerful, and um. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you there on musical, on musical theater, you know? Yeah. Every, every once in a while, it was so cute. It comes up every once in a while, even with the kids. Cause we, um, I, I a couple of weeks ago took friends of mine down to the Santa Fe train station, right. In okay. downtown. And Capri goes, wait a second. I didn't know Santa Fe was in San Diego. And I was like, what is she talking about? And all of a sudden I hear a little voice, Santa Fe. And I was like, oh no, no, that's a different one. <laughs> but I was like, oh yay, my little baby. Yes. Connecting, <laughs> connecting those dots. Yes. Yeah, it was oh, really cute. Oh, that is so fun. I love that story. And a person that inspires, I know you have a lot, but a person that inspires you. Uh, I do. I do have a lot. And again, this is like the movie thing where I feel like different seasons bring different people forward as yes. an inspiration and an encouragement. And um and I'm in a season right now where um I have to be honest, it's been a little bit challenging to weed out who I'm looking to for inspiration in this okay. season. Um only because I have not handled this last year and a half um in any way that I ever thought I would. I think okay. I've had more self-control and more strength than I ever thought I would in any scenario like this. Um, and I do find that there are a lot of people that have a variety of opinions for me on what I should or shouldn't be doing. And oh. I should be more mean. I should have more boundaries. I should have that, right? Like it's that kind of thing. And so it has been really challenging to kind of pinpoint one specific inspiration. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, I've got I've got this tight group of people who uh, it includes you, it includes my mother, it includes um, a good friend of mine out in Illinois. It, it you know, it's just it's this handful of women who have survived a variety of heartbreak, <laughs> right, yeah. and grieved and still managed to come out on the other side without bitterness, uh. without, um, you know, I don't even know, a, yes. a, a wall, right? Like, there's still openness there. Um, Sorry, I just lost. No, that actually I sounds better, that. I think, just a touch oh, better. Okay. This one does? Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating, oh, but yes, it actually okay. does. Sounds a little better. There we go. Um, and so I, I really, 
that's kind of what is what I'm looking to for inspiration right now, because it would be very easy to take a lot of bitterness with me Mm -hmm. um, and become very jaded toward people, toward, um, you know, trying to build relationship, trying to build trust, trying to um, navigate what my life needs to look like. And, um, and so, yeah, I don't necessarily, I'm kind of pulling from a variety of people, but the goal right now, the, my inspiration is those who have managed to fully walk through grief and unexpected circumstances and come out still even more close, closely aligned with who God calls us to. Right. 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 In, right. in that passion, in that compassion, in right, mm. regardless of how destroyed we felt here. So mm-hmm. that is really cool. well said and really well articulated. I mean, I, I I I fully understand what you're saying that you've you've got a, a tight circle of women that you really look to and that you find them inspiring because they have been through some really hard things and came through um, enduring well would be sort of one way to look at it. And like you say, of uh, being more open and not being bitter. And that as, as we all, as those of us who are there know, it is not an easy thing. It is not an easy thing. It is a hard thing, but you know, I think a lot of this life is hard. It just, it just is. It wow. is. I, and I feel incredibly fortunate that it took, 35 years before I felt some of the deepest, darkest parts of it. Right. Cause I know most people can't say that. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and so, but it has been a, a fascinating awakening at this age to know, <laughs> like, to see, oh, this is what grief is. This is what this feels like. This is why people struggle so heavily with X, Y, Z. So, so yeah, that's what, that's who's keeping me going right now. Oh, well, that's really well, you know, like I said, that is really well said. So thank you for that. And I, I consider myself quite honored and privileged to be uh, one of the women in your group. Yes. Well, I, God knew what he was doing. Yeah. When. And he usually does, right? No. <laughs> he does. A little, little, little tongue in cheek. Most of the time. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a piece of wisdom then that you keep handing, what, what's, mm-hmm. what are you hanging on to right now? Hmm. Um, this is a tough one because truly like when, when everything kind of fell apart a year and a half ago, which again, we're, we're, yeah, we're getting, we're there. We're getting there. to this. I'm saying this cause Rochelle knows the whole thing, but, um, I really started looking to like positive affirmations, written phrasing, um, scripture, right. All of these things that um, because I could only take on so much, right? Everything was yes. so, so hard, so broken. And I really could only take on these teeny tiny little, little nuggets of things. And then yes. my brain, brain kind of chewed them for a while. And, um, and I have never like so cliche, right? <laughs> the whole, the whole concept of like nothing bad lasts forever. Uh... and. Like when this first hit, I was like, I, am I allowed to, am I allowed to say adult words on this podcast? Yes. <laughs> okay. Cause I was like, but when that, when this first hit, somebody said that to me and I was like, bullshit, I'm calling it. I'm calling <laughs> it. That is, this is my life is over. 
there's absolutely no way to recover from this. You know, and, um, and then, you know, you and I talked several times and there was, um, somebody else that was, that was just like, so heartily in my corner and, and I'll, I'll mention her a couple of times, I'm sure, but, um, who literally like wept with me during this. And, um, Mm -hmm. and Sean was, Sean was the one that kept going, call my mom, call my mom. You know, I, I just have these very solid people in my life who, um, I think multiple times have told, I've told them like, can you hold on to the hope for me that this isn't going to last? I don't have it. Um, and then here I am not standing here fully healed, right? Not sure that you ever become fully healed, (laughs) like as things go, but, um, but nothing bad truly lasts forever. Like I'm not in the moments that I was in Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I'm coming up for air for longer periods of time. And so like always in my life, people are like, well, this too shall pass, right? Like all those phrasings that are all in that area. And I'm just like, "Mm." um, and so (laughs) like, like, and now I'm like, oh, like the, so part of the tattoo that I'm getting on uh, Saturday is going to have Micah seven, eight in it. And I'm going to butcher the phrasing, but it essentially is like, even though you're in darkness, like God will bring you to rise up. Like he's mm. he can pull you out of that and you will rise again. And so I'm getting that with a Phoenix coming from the flames. It's going to be big, but, um, but that's kind of where I'm at is like, I, I can't pull myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but God was like, okay, well, watch me uh, and we'll talk a little bit about this too. But like, he, he was like, I've gathered your people uh, and you just need to be ready and willing to, to reach out, to connect to, you know, and like, and he does not fail. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. And he just went, here's all these people. And, yes. um, and this too shall pass. I will yes. bring you out of this. So uh. anyway. That's incredible. <laughs> that is really, really powerful and incredible. Thank you for your willingness to be so open. So now let's take that deeper dive because we're really already kind of there in a way. Um, we've got two things to, to chat about. One is your passion, but I think maybe, I don't know, maybe more importantly right now, your pivot, your pivot is a change. It was either internal or external. And sometimes it, well, it very often ends up being both, but the impetus for this particular thing was external. So do you want to, however, in however much you feel comfortable and safe, you know, obviously we, you know, don't want to spend five hours going over every little detail, but what is, what is going on in your life? And so why do you need to rise up? Hmm. So I spent a little time thinking about how to summarize right? <laughs> because it's been a journey. It has been a journey, but um, I will give a very, very brief chronological uh, synopsis, if you will, to kind of, so that the it's clear what, what has had to change and what has changed. And right. so um, I have been married for 10 years. Um, we've been together for almost 11 or had been together for almost 11. Um, we have three beautiful children, nine, seven, and four. And, um, and up until January of 2022, I was living, um, 
not the perfect life, right? There were things that needed to be worked on, things that um, absolutely I needed to be changing and adjusting and growing. And um, and he did too. We're humans. Um, and we weren't choosing to work on those within ourselves or, or with each other. Um, but I was in this season where I had heard a whole lot of people continuously say, it will get better when the kids get older. Mm. Just in the thick of it. So your hard moments are because your kids are young. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. I repeatedly in, in multiple scenarios, I was reminded that we're just in the thick of it and it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a major shift that happened in January of 2022 um, in my husband. Things were very different. I, I, I mean, I had people reaching out to me who were friends with him on social media going, I'm concerned about your husband. I'm seeing a major shift in how he posts and what he's doing, what he's talking about. Right. And um, and anytime the issue was pushed at home, it was not it was not accepted. We were not talking about it. This was right. Um, So anyway, we we move forward. And in in March of 2022. Oh, I think it's important listeners for everybody to know that I was also at at the heaviest weight I've ever been. Okay. 320 pounds, mm-hmm. um, not comfortable in my skin, not confident in who I was, not uh, parenting the way I envisioned myself being able to parent. Mm-hmm. Um, the person in my mind was this like, wake up, get a health shake, go for a run, right? And the person in my body was like, it's challenging to get off the couch. So mm-hmm. I was living a very interesting dissonance there. And, um, mm-hmm. and uh, in March is when uh, is the first time that my husband actually started some verbal and emotional abuse around um, my size and okay. what that was doing for him and how that what that meant for him. Um, but it wasn't until June of 2022 that that he brought it forth all the way to the point where um, he he no longer wanted to be with me. He was not. He didn't find me attractive. I was. Um, not what he was looking for in life, and uh, and he was going to start to decide whether or not he wanted to stay basically. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we started counseling at that point. There was a lot of back and forth every couple of days. He was excited to fix things. And then a couple of days later, he was like, no, I'm done. I'm leaving. So we went back and forth for about four months or so. And at the end of October of 2022, he decided officially he was going to leave um, after we had done counseling for a couple months. Um, and And he shared that he only went to counseling to get the guts to leave me. And once oh, that was, finished, he stopped attending um, and didn't didn't have any need for it anymore. Um, and so through this entire thing, there had been a lot of questions around why, how, what is this, right? Um, and that started the external mm. change for me, right? The external was first for me because right. the reasoning for him leaving that he stood on very firmly for months was because I had gotten so big um and so actually ironically six days before he told me he was no longer in love with me i started uh eating the keto lifestyle right like i started doing the whole keto thing um 
And I'm going to jump us in the timeline a little bit, but I'm down 115 pounds as of this morning. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so wonderful. Yeah, it was was huge. I mean, literally, figuratively, lots of, it was was huge. And that Um, has to feel really good. I mean, and not just, I mean, physically, yes, I would imagine, but in in all ways, right? I mean, that's, that's just what an incredible accomplishment. Yeah, it was something I never thought I could do. I thought that that was where I was at, right? The the whole, again, you're in the trenches. It'll get easier when your kids are older. You, you know, you've had a lot of babies back to back, right? Like there was a lot of that being fed to me that um, is not wrong. Right. It wasn't inaccurate. I mean, I did eight years in a row of buying diapers. Like I, like I, was, <laughs> I had been in it, right? Like, um, but there was... Um, but there were pieces of that that really had gotten into my core belief system about myself and what I was and wasn't capable of. Mm. Um, and so it's been, uh, sometimes it's hard to put into words the transformation that has taken place in the last year and a half, mm-hmm. but I feel like being able to see the physical component of it helps people to understand the vastness of yeah. Like what has happened in my life. And mm-hmm. um so so yeah, so we so I had started keto in June, um, learned that my husband was no longer in love with me in June. Um we don't need all the details, but the story has morphed into a whole lot more than that. Um right. And you separated, was it in June as well? We did not. We stayed well, I stayed living in hell from June to December. It was ah, easily right. the hardest part of this whole thing. He was mm-hmm. home. I was being reminded every day that I was not good enough. I was not mm-hmm. uh, worthy of him. I was, uh, you know, I, I daily mm-hmm. and was coming home every day wondering, is this the day he's going to decide to leave? Right. Um, Looking back, let me ask you something. Looking back, do you wish you had said, okay, so go ahead and go? I mean, you know, knowing what you know now, I'm not, I mean, there's no way to, to, I just wondered, it's kind of like that level of acceptance. You were so used to accepting, you know, kind of the unhealthiness of the whole thing. And, and it sounds like you weren't in the place mindset-wise or strength-wise to say, okay, so go. Yeah, I I was not at all. But I do. It's that's a tricky question because parts of me are like, yes, I could have started healing sooner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. right. Like I could because Uh that that six months was torture. It was absolute torture. Well, it sounds like it. It was it was torture, and but right, and our kids didn't know, so we're still holding hands doing life being mommy and daddy and then they go to bed and he's like I don't want you Mm. right like so this was the life that I was living and and listeners just so you're aware like not all the actions where I don't want you either so let me talk about confusion for six right right the words were I don't want you the rest of things were not Mm. yeah Um, that is confusing very confusing and so um so part of me yes I wish I had just said Okay, if that's what you want, tomorrow you're gone, right? Get us started. Um, the other part of me knows that at the time he was still providing such a massive amount of hope 
in what he was communicating mm. and how, what his actions were that I really, I really don't know that I could have ever come to the conclusion that he should go. Yeah, gosh, exactly. Um, I just... So, yeah. You're still in, you're still in it right now. Obviously, it, it, the, yes. the, the dust hasn't settled, or whatever analogy you want to use. What are you What are you learning in this? Well, one, it sounds like your people. God has put you know people in your life to be uh, a source of uh, somebody to lean on and to you know feed you good, positive. And not just words, because they're truths. I mean, the words represent truth. So what yeah. what how else are you getting through this tough time? Um well, I, I think the other component that'll be important for listeners to know so that it all can come together is um, so he did move out in January, and then about five weeks ago, um I was made aware that he had been having an affair since March mm-hmm. of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was repeatedly, I, I was repeatedly assured, I mean, hundreds of times during counseling, not at home, blah, 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 that there was absolutely no one else. So there was so much confusion in mm-hmm. why this was happening without the knowledge of someone else. Right, and then, right. Um, you know, and then I've come to a point where my healing has really started. I've really come to a point of acceptance. And then, um, and then I was made aware that everything that I was accepting was no longer my reality. Um, oh boy! And so it's been, uh, it's been ridiculous. But, but yes, I mean the, I I remember so clearly and vividly hearing God say, "Gather your people." And this was before Ooh, He told me. Wow. This was before He told me. Um, before Chris told me. Um, right. That, this was like March or April, and God was like, "Gather your people." And I'm like, "Dude, what does that what are you mean?" Talking about? <laughs> was like, yeah. Right? Like something was funky at home, right? Something, something was afoot at the Circle K. Like it was like this is not <laughs> where, but like I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what's coming. Right? Oh, and that then, is so funny. Like <laughs> that's that's the beauty of God, right? He knows we don't. Right. Um. And but at the time, I was like, I don't. I don't know what that means, but I just, I kind of started reaching out. I started reaching out to people in a way that was uncomfortable for me. Um, not that I'm not a, um, I'm not opposed to help, but I want you to offer it. I don't want to ever have to ask uh. for it. Right. And, um, and I've been very fortunate in my life. I have a lot of people who love me and do offer help and I don't have to go out of my way. Yes. Um, and then this hit and people didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. And God's going, I'm telling you, gather people. Oh. And it was so cool in this whole experience. When I look at the people that I have in my life in a variety of, of forms right now, um, there was not a single one that God gathered that had not already been in my life. Oh. There, there weren't new people. Mm. There were people from different seasons of my life that had been important then and we had phased out for whatever reason there were mm-hmm. people that were important but I wasn't giving the time and energy to our relationships because I was looking back yeah. now I, think I was working very hard to save a marriage that I didn't realize needed saving mm-hmm. um and you know so there was just so much and so that has been I I I don't even 
know how to go down the list of what I am learning right now, but, uh, <laughs> but asking for help is okay. And people want to step up and help. Yeah. Yes. They want yes. To love you that way. And I, so I'll just be honest, what is at the core and root of just about everything that I'm navigating right now mm-hmm. is inab- inability to see me as God sees me. Uh, that's the core. That's the bottom line. Uh, and unfortunately, my husband fed that. He knew that that was a piece of my story mm, and he used it and ran with uh, it um, to completely devalue me uh, um, and to completely feed that narrative that I was not worth anything. Uh, uh, um and you know better now, don't you? I mean, you're starting I do. to I mean, learn. it's still a struggle. Yes. Yeah, it's okay, still a good. struggle for sure. And I realize a lot of my default reactions in relationships, in interactions, in um, willing to try for something new, they all come down to my self-worth and my belief mm-hmm. uh, in what that is. But um, but that's, those are the pieces that I'm learning. And that, again, like, People, the people that want to be there, I'm mm-hmm. like, I struggle. I struggled with asking and wanting because I didn't believe I was worth someone else's time. Because mm-hmm. we're not talking mm-hmm. help. I don't have anybody floating me money. I don't have it. Like that's not the kind of help that I'm talking. Right, about. right. It is that emotional, um, you know, the intimacy that is required for me to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, encouragement. The, the people that are willing to sit and listen to me say what's going on in my life fit five, six times over because I'm a verbal processor mm-hmm. and I come to new understanding, understandings and revelations the more I talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of help that I'm talking about. And I just right. wasn't, I wasn't comfortable asking for it. And um, something else that happened in June that I was not ever comfortable asking for, I reached out to a large group of people and asked them to start praying. Every day at the same time. Oh, I asked them for forty day commitment. Oh, um, to pray for our marriage because I didn't know what was coming. I had no right. idea. I had no yeah. idea he was having an affair. I had no right. Um, and so through that, I, I had people that absolutely they set a timer on their phone. They I got text messages every day at four o'clock. We're praying oh. for you. It was really cool. And then. I had people that had heard about it from someone else, right? They were hanging out with somebody who knew me. They knew me. The person was praying for me. The phone would go off while they were hanging out together. And that person would call me and ask me if they could jump oh on. Oh, my goodness. And start wow. praying. I just, I, that was the kind of stuff God was doing. Right. Because he's like, oh, you're going to put a little effort into what I told you to do to find people? Oh, I'll I'll meet you. Right? Like, <laughs> And now watch all of these people come out of the woodwork. I'm, I'm telling you, I, like, I've had people show up that I'm like, I didn't even re- know you remembered my name. Oh my like, goodness! No, no, I want to be praying for you. Oh, that so, is so beautiful. It it is, and and you know, spoiler alert: we're filing for divorce. So I'm <laughs> definitely, still, I'm still in the thick of it. Uh, and so oh, the, that's so funny. People you got to laugh. You got to laugh when you oh, can, yeah, right? No, this is, that's the only way I'm getting through it. <laughs> um, for sure. But it, 
the so it wasn't that everybody hopped on this 40 days of prayer. I still have people whose alarms are going off every day now. Oh, wow. And that started in June of 2022. Mm. Okay. So we're way past 40 days, but these people have just dedicated to praying me through every chunk of this. And and they're praying over Chris too. This isn't about him being the bad guy. This is about both of us needing healing mm-hmm. in a very good way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so anyway, that, like that's been one of the biggest standouts to me is like stepping out of your comfort zone will result in reward. Ah, period. Like we are, we are so often the, the thing that's holding us back. We have so many excuses. Ah. And I did right. Like I do still, I'm not saying I haven't arrived, but like there, I've had so many excuses for all of my life. And that, that's part of why I think it was so easy um, to believe the, oh, you're in the thick of it. Everything will magically get better when the kids are older. Uh, you don't need to be working on things like that because this is just the season of life you're in. Mm-hmm. It'll go away, right? That's why it was so easy to believe so many of those things because, oh, you're right. Like, I'm not in the way. I'm mm-hmm. not the problem. Mm-hmm. If you know, mac and cheese didn't taste so good. I wouldn't be 320 pounds. So it's not my fault. It's mac and cheese, right? Like, I mean, like, and that's the way I was living life. And, um, and there does come a point where now I tend to default to take responsibility for things that aren't even my responsibility. You're not responsible before. Yeah. yeah. So like, I tend to go a little too far on the other spectrum. Overzealous. Right? And, overzealous <laughs> i get there it is see and it's not always a positive thing <laughs> so i you know i took full responsibility for the entire demise of our marriage while he was sleeping with another woman right like and i i could not i, I don't get to own all that right that's, <laughs> right? Right. And, that's exactly um, right but i certainly tried um and at the end of the day, newsflash, uh, it doesn't help the healing necessarily to take on right. more than responsibility. Right. Um, but I like there has come a point where recognizing my place in things allowed me to get back some of the control that I felt he took from me. Okay, good. Good. Okay, good. Um, That's really healthy okay. and positive. Yeah, because when this all happened, I was like, my entire life is now happening to me. I have no control. I have no clue how to do anything, right? Like everything uh, was so far out of my control and it was spiraling. And I felt like I just had to sit here and feel sorry for myself. And um, and don't get me wrong. There were days of that for sure. Of course. Part, Gosh, of, part yes. of the grief process, I think. But, um, but then taking ownership of, okay, I had gotten really unhealthy and I wasn't living the life I wanted to live even you know, so of right. course, the component of like not wanting to get stuck in a life that I was leading us down, right? Physically, mm-hmm. health wise, that kind of thing. Um, emotionally, I had become incredibly codependent, which is not, you know, not an easy thing to do when the other person's not even an addict, right? Like I had somehow managed to do it without any of that, you know? And, um, and so that was something that, that even in my friendships, even in my relationship with my mother, even in uh, my relationship with my children, my, my, you know, 
tendency to head into a codependent space was not creating healthy relationships anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so, so there were pieces of this that, that though I don't, I really think that ultimately the marriage fell apart when he chose to sleep with another woman. Like, um, I wasn't innocent. I wasn't an innocent bystander. Um, mm-hmm. and life wasn't only happening to me. And that, um, uh, you know, I'm sure that you can sense through this, like, I have a little bit of a control issue. Um, but <laughs> so like when control is taken from me, <laughs> I struggle quite a bit. But um, I just, yeah, I, being able to take back control in some of those areas was huge. Being able to take, take back control of me and mm-hmm. what my worth is and what my purpose is. And the mm-hmm. fact that um, I am not here just to um, fulfill a role that someone else thinks I'm capable of. Right. Well, I, I, go ahead. Finish I, your thought. I've I'm been, sorry. I've been created with an absolute purpose. And I have talents and abilities that it's okay if a human counterpart can't recognize Mm -hmm. god has a plan in that and so don't my job is to make sure that i don't abandon that at you know for the sake of someone else's opinion right right well you've you've reached a place of of knowing and of discovering and i think that you know you're not sort of out of the woods as they say you but I, I really think the the worst is behind you. At least it, it feels that way to me. And I imagine it must feel that way to you too. All these things that you've learned have given you, you know, permission to, to be who you are more fully and expand into your life in a way that you weren't doing before for a variety of reasons. And that's only great for your girls, right? Yeah, that's been a huge piece. And I, being able to communicate to them. Um, I've been pretty transparent, not in things that they don't need to know. Right. There's, right, there's a right. that is adult only. And, right. and at some point they'll figure out the timeline of things and right. That's for way down the road. Um, but I've tried to be very transparent in what I'm learning and how I am becoming me and what's hard and what's not. And the things that are hard that we're supposed to still do. In fact, on our way home from camp yesterday, we had a really good conversation um, about helping because they had been in a in a kids' church thing and they had heard the story of the Good Samaritan, which they they've heard before, right? But all of a sudden, it it like made sense. One, my seven year old had plenty to say about it because she has plenty to say about everything, but um, was talking about it, and it was amazing because I had been pretty open uh I think in February maybe right after Chris had left um his car broke down right near the house he was bringing the girls home and so his option was to call me and let me know right I had to come get the kids and I had no desire to just leave him abandoned in the middle of a parking lot and so I pushed his car a couple blocks out of the parking lot and I offered him to sleep on our couch and I washed his clothes so he had clean clothes for work because he because he couldn't get back out to where he was living now and um, still get a ride to work and blah, blah, blah. So I, Gosh, um, that was so generous and gracious of you. 
it was not easy, but I also was like, my girls are watching this, watching me. What am I going to choose? Right. And, and it was so funny. We were, well, not funny. It was amazing. We were talking about the good Samaritan and all of a sudden my seven-year-old from the back seat goes, mommy. Oh, cause we were talking about, it was hard. It was hard to help this man. Cause you weren't supposed to. Right. Um, by, by the world standards, by society standards, you were not supposed to. So in my situation, I've had a lot of people that are like, oh no, he doesn't get your help now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like You need to, you need to not give him anything. Right. And it, like treat him less than human, which feels accurate for what he's done. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I've had a really hard time doing that. And that, that's, that's by the grace of God alone. I'll tell you right now, because let me tell you who wants to slash his tires, right? Like, I, but like, I, that's not <laughs> what God has for me, right? Like, it, it's just not what God has for me. I, and I know that, and it's not going to feel better um, just because I did that. So, so anyway, we're, we're talking about it and, oh, you know, people, people were told not to help him and blah, blah, blah. And my seven-year-old from the back seat goes, mama, it's just like when it was really hard to help daddy because he didn't want to live with us anymore, but he needed help with his car. Oh my gosh. And oh, I'm gonna get emotional. And let me tell you, that's why. Yes. Why? Yeah. That is what God has had for me in this Mm. because their lives will be better because he is who has brought me through this Mm -hmm. rather than the route that I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. My humanness, and that—that's worth it. That, yeah. at the end of the day, is everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I hope to goodness there's not a whole lot more pivoting to do. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I am a dramatically different human than I was in January of 2022. All right, and I've said probably a hundred times in this journey. I don't want to be doing this. I've said it to him. I've said it to my therapist. I've said it to probably every friend. Like, I want to be clear. I don't want this. I don't want to have to grow. I don't want to have to grieve. I don't want to have to heal. I don't want to have to lose 200 pounds. I don't want to have to, right? Like, I mean, (laughs) I have been very clear in not wanting to do just about all of this. And yet I didn't, well, I shouldn't say I didn't get a choice because I absolutely had a choice. I didn't have to do any of it. The mm-hmm. pivot didn't have to happen. I could have let life happen to me mm. and then been really angry about it. Yeah, absolutely. I could have lost people. I could have gained more weight. I could have, you know, become unhealthy for my children. I could have. It would have been very easy. And, and so, but in my, in my mind, there wasn't a choice. Mm-hmm. This was the option because my girls are worth it. Yes. And that has then been able to help me determine a little bit of what I'm worth. Yes. Yes, and, exactly. Why, why would you be worth less than any, your, each of your girls? Right. Yeah, it, it really does help you. You know, it's like a reality check. Well, wait a minute. If my girls are so worthwhile and valuable, why aren't I? Right. They whether they liked it or not, they got fifty percent of me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> One of them probably more like seventy five. 
<laughs> All right, this has been so wonderful. Your your complete willingness to go there to be my favorite things authentic, transparent, vulnerable. This is going to be helpful for some one somebody or more likely more than one somebody's out there to just, you know, to catch a little bit of the spark of what you're talking about to be able to to know, uh, let's see, I, uh, you know, this, this idea that, um, uh, where'd it go? I was typing, um, shoot, I should have bolded it, but just that idea that this, this is not nothing bad lasts forever. That's it. Nothing bad lasts forever. That is really, and sometimes you just, you're like hanging onto that with your fingernails, you know, and I know you've been there. Thank you so much for your time. I um I really feel prayerful that this will go out and and bring um people hope. Good. I hope so because that I've had people's stories have given me the strength to move through. Yes. And that's why I've felt so um passionate about not keeping it to myself. Because this right. could have been something embarrassing to keep hidden, to keep right. Hidden. And that's not going to help somebody else who's who's going to hit another point. Yes, that's exactly right. And I, I believe in that strongly. And that's why this platform is there to share stories and chapters of our stories to to help us be more of who we already are in, in the fullness and expanse of, of God's design. So thank you, my friend. I love you, you to pieces. I love you. Thank you so much. During her grief, she watched God gather together a group of people from the different corners of her life who had her back. They showed up and loved. She and her girls were being looked after in the most tender of ways. Receiving wasn't so easy at first, but now she gets why it's so necessary to allow others to care. Aubrey learned you need to ask. And now a closing prayer. God, may we know when we can be there for another. And when it's our turn, help us to have the courage to ask for what we need. And may we watch and marvel at how you show up. Amen. Today, keep becoming who you already are. <music>